everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And surprise, motherfuckers. We have a bonus episode. <laughs> Didn't know we'd do it in the age of corona, did you? Yeah, whoa, bonus episode? I mean, I missed the last one because I was deathly sick last time, so... <laughs> Technically, this is, I mean, this is our third bonus episode, but today True. we are just doing a quick review. This is just a review. So this is like, bonus episodes usually are only about, what, 30, 40 minutes long, so. Uh, we actually all had the opportunity to go and see the new Christopher Nolan film, Tenet. Yes. So we're going to be talking about it. And uh, just word for the wise, if you're thinking about seeing this movie, don't listen to this podcast yet. Go ahead and save it and I don't know, months from now, whenever you see this, I don't know. Whenever you we're see go- it, go then listen to us again, because we're going to... Yeah, we're I going think, in full spoilers, baby. It's gonna I, yeah, I think it's a little too hard to do this movie and talk about it without talking about spoilers. Because, I mean, Agreed. even the premise of the movie itself could be a spoiler, I guess, so... Yeah, to a point. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's what we're going to do. So, if you if you want to go in blind, um, I which I would recommend, don't... Uh, don't listen to this podcast pretty much so but if you do or if you've seen it already and you want to hear our opinion on it let us know about your opinion as well without Welcome further to this ado, wild ride. yeah without <laughs> further ado though let's get into our review of tenet One of these bullets is like us, traveling forwards through time. The other one's going backwards. Can you tell which is which? How about now? Why does it feel so strange? You're not shooting the bullet. You're catching it. Whoa. All right, so Tenet is uh, currently sitting at 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the IMDb description, just kind of wordy, by the way. Armed with only one word, Tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. This is directed by Christopher Nolan. This stars John David Washington as the protagonist, Elizabeth Debicki as Kat, Robert Pattinson as Neil, Aaron Taylor-Johnson as Ives, Kenneth Branagh as Andre Sator, Clements Posey as Barbara, Michael Caine as Michael Crosby, and Heinish Patel as Mahir. All right, so uh, let's just start out here. I mean, I, I kind of want to make this more loosey-goosey in this one, guys. Like, I, I put down some stuff, but we can just talk about it, really. Uh, Nabil, since I don't know what you thought about it, what do you, what did you think about, uh, Tenet? It was, it, it was enjoyable. Um, it was a bit more, more high concept for me, um, initially, mostly because they go through and explain things and then some stuff is just like, it is what it is. Don't think too hard about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, definitely. Oh, I was telling Marco about that. I was like, hey, you kind of just got to roll with some of this. Yeah, shit, that's kind of how they left you with it. And I'm like, okay. Don't worry how the shit works. Okay. Just fucking do it. I'm like, okay, my bad. My bad, sirs. But, I mean, definitely Christopher Nolan film. So, stylistically, it's the same kind of uh, beat for beat. Music's great. Acting is amazing. Um, and, you know, when when you do kind of let yourself go a bit with some of the concept, it, it mm-hmm. does make sense. So, I enjoyed a lot of it. I think my only downfall, <laughs> and that could be with the theater. Maybe it was with you guys, too. But um, I had a really hard time hearing what they were saying. 
No, I don't know if it was the music or it was muffled. I was like, I can't. A lot of people have said that, but I think truthfully for ours, I think we were fine with audio. Yeah, but it's I've I've read it that that's happened across all theaters. Like it's been a main issue with the movie. I was even listening to uh, the opinionated opinionated pod. uh, Some of our homies that also review movies, uh, and they also were in a different theater and said that same thing. In some scenes, it was really hard to hear the dialogue. Yeah. See, but so. that's weird because me and Marco, we went and saw it through the drive-in, and our issue was just the, I mean, overall quality of the film. It's just like well, certain scenes still, because yeah. man, it, it just sucks because like drive-in ones just doesn't give you the quality as high as like a in theater one. Yeah, especially like after a fact, I watch videos and then I'm like, I don't even remember this fucking scene because <laughs> it looks so fucking yeah. different. I'm like, God damn, that looks good. I'm actually seeing the movie tomorrow in IMAX. I'm driving an hour and ten minutes away to go see it. So I might add like a section to the end of this to tell you if it seems any better, but I don't fucking know, man. It just well, was like visually, fuck. it was really so. I, so you know, full disclosure, uh, I you know because I live in Missouri, this, the theaters were already open, um, and so we went to an AMC, and I mean, it was empty. They had hand sanitizer everywhere. They spaced out the seats. It was this. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, we were, I wore a mask the whole time. I never took it off. So, but there was like a couple of guys in front of me um, as well. So, so I sat all the way in the back. So I didn't want anybody spraying any of their germs from behind. But, you know. How, how far away were the seats spread in the bill? Curious. Well, it's one of those big lounge cozy chairs, the big leather ones. Oh, okay. Um, so the way they had the seating was you, the guys would have been like probably, you know, eight, eight feet in front of me or something like that. Yeah. It's quite a bit of space, um, which is good. And it, and it was empty. I mean, besides the guys in front of me, I think there was like one couple all the way in the front, and that was pretty much it. So, from that experience, it was it was okay. I probably won't do it again, <laughs> unless I really <laughs> felt like there was a movie, especially because it wasn't like in an IMAX. It was a regular theater that I saw it in. So, <laughs> yeah, they didn't they didn't have any IMAX showing it at the time for me. You so. risked your goddamn life for a <laughs> normal showing this. of Tenant. Hey, Bill, is it digital the HD? You, you the craziest motherfucker I know right now. I mean, just, but, I, I've been tempted, but I'm just like, no, nah, dude, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm for, I, work, for my job, I'm out in the public all the time. So that's what yeah, kind of refrains me from like, just going. I'm like, I've exposed myself already too much in five days. I'm like, I'm good. A, a six day, nah, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, have I had a uh, uh, more intense cough lately over the last uh, day and a half? Oh yeah, but I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's not. It's been a blood last night, but I think I'm fine. Um, Flash forward, but I mean, what I was trying to get to was that. Yeah. So when when I was watching it, you know, visually it was it was great. You know, I could enjoy everything that was going in front of me. It, you could really see how spectacular some of the scenes are, especially how the practical effects were used for like some of those car, the, that one car chase scene, especially. But um, the sound, and that's why I was wondering if it was more the film or the theater. You can hear all the music, you can hear all the sound effects, but when they're talking. You know, obviously, in some scenes, they had masks, so it was a bit muffled as well. But there were a lot of scenes where I just felt like the audio just did seem very muffled and unclear. And because there were other sounds around overpowering it, and that's where I was, like, having trouble trying to grasping it. And also, that, being at home for so Nolan long, too. thing, too, man. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking, too. Because being at home for so long, yeah. you know, you can just turn on a subtitle and be like, oh, okay, that's what they're yeah, saying. Yeah. And watching more it, so like, you can't even do one, that. Yeah. More so yeah, for like, this even, one, though, than his other ones. Mm-hmm. I would say like it's comparable to like Dunkirk. I mean, once again, it's like Tom Hardy both times, I guess. When he's in the plane, a lot of times like the plane's engine was so fucking loud in that one, and it was just like him talking, and you're like, yeah, he's saying something. 
Yeah. Like, I never had an issue mm. with the Bane stuff, but maybe that's also because I've seen uh, Dark Knight Rises so many times, too. You know? So, Same. I don't know. So, yeah. that might be something. But um, for the most part, um, I think I, our sound was okay. wasn't anything to brag about, but I could hear him. Yeah. What about, what about you guys? I mean, Marco, what did you think about the experience of the drive-in and the movie? So, I mean, I've had a couple of days to think about this, or like a day and a half, really, to think about it. And I was teeter-tottering back and forth. And after, because, I mean, this movie makes you think, all right? It really does. And it really, like, yeah. picks at your brain a lot. And James uh, said it best. It, Nolan is known for, like, holding your hand a lot in some of his other movies. He doesn't in this one. It's it's just you got to pay attention. If you miss something, you miss something. And you just got to keep up and catch on. Sort of like the flow of the movie itself works like that. So, yeah. Uh, after saying all that, I really like this movie. Uh, yeah. I really like it. Is it perfect? No. Does it have its faults? Absolutely. And I'll start with the bad. Uh, Nabil already nailed this one. The sound uh, editing is just horrible um, in some scenes, like uh, especially when when uh, the characters are masked. Which is like the the whole beginning sequence, which was the prologue. If you you know went to see any IMAX the uh, movies last year, you probably saw the prologue. Um, which, which is even weird because I remember I I couldn't hear him too well. I was like, oh yeah. I yeah. remember in the prologue it was easier to hear than in this one, and maybe it's because we were at the drive-in or not. I don't know, but um, but yeah, that's that's one thing. Um, another is just the kind of the loose explanation of the whole time inversion. Um, aspect of it 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 makes sense at least for me because i've i was telling james this i've actually seen like some episodes of like that show the universe which talks about these concepts and things and they talk about that like how like there are these particles called tachyons that can move back and forth through time similar like to how they did in the movie um there's a little to no character development for some characters but i was okay with that um that was an issue for me like I, and, I I couldn't connect to any of the characters really. No, no, not not really. Um, you don't and, know anything about them. It's like I don't know. Yeah, maybe, and maybe. there know. there were a lot of jump cuts for for this one, but um, I also so you, you that was a little it. bit forgivable for me. So that so that's the bad for me. The good is just the overall, like I said, the overall concept of the movie, the the cinematography as well during the action scenes. Um, both like at the beginning with uh, the the whole opera scene, the pacing of that, and also the the car chase that Nabil was talking about, like how like there's cars moving forward and cars moving backwards inverted, that was really cool. There's that whole sequence um, uh, after that where uh, the protagonist is just moving backwards through time, and everything is just kind of like just moving like along with him, but backwards. I thought that was totally different something i'd never seen really in a movie at least to that scale and for that length of a time i thought was great i think the whole point of of the movie was the whole idea of time itself i think like time and the concept of inverse time was like i I read about this somewhere that that was kind of like the main character was that time itself and everyone else was sort of like a supporting character for that Similar to like how in Dunkirk, how the whole main theme of the movie and the main character was like the the event of Dunkirk and everyone, there was no main character in that, but we went along with it because of the overall spectacle of the movie and the overall story surrounding those situations. 
And when I look at the movie from that aspect, I'm like, it really does flow well and really is like very well pieced together. And the way that the movie is meant to be like cyclical, the way they explain things in the movie, how everything has happened and everything can go back and you can repeat it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like the movie moves in that circular motion and it, it worked for me. I think that that was like a really different way to, to like to tell a story and Nolan does like to bring like new aspects to movies. Sometimes they work for people and sometimes they don't. I know know, there was the same problem with interstellar at some points, like people kind of like, picked uh, that movie apart as well because he he took realistic concepts and tweaked them a bit and like didn't really keep them close to how they were supposed to be in real life but it worked for the story that he portrayed but yeah like does this movie require you to read a lot sometimes after the movie yeah but because nothing is explained word by word like it is like in his other movies like in the prestige or inception or even interstellar where they're just like over explaining things to you but, you know, that's okay. It's, this isn't the only movie where I've had to do that. And f- once you know of these concepts and have, like, un- really understood them, the movie makes a lot more sense and flows a lot better in your head. And it makes me want to go watch it again. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. What about what about me. you, James? I know you had a little bit of issue with the movie. I think I have more than a little issue. But, I mean, um, this is definitely a confusing film for the most part. It, they don't really tell you anything for the first hour or so truthfully and it takes a while to get to the point i think of like oh this is what's happening and even when it does happen it's not very direct on how they can how the inversion happens like it took a while to realize like it's like oh it's the fucking machine you know yeah they don't take the the point they never even like inversion machines yeah i mean and that's one of those where i I agree with nabil where like hey don't worry about how the fuck it works it just it just works right it's from right. the future. It's a technology from the future, and it's like, I, okay. Which is weird, because like, they try to explain a lot of everything else except for that concept, and I feel like that's the biggest concept in the movie. Time and inversion it's... is one of the toughest things to explain, and I feel like if they would have taken the time to explain it, it really would have confused people. Well, it, I got I confused really with is... the time travel aspect of it, too, because I was like, wait, so they went back in time like a week? Like, because yeah, there they, was like time where they were when going you go, back in time. But it's not time When you're inverted, you can go back to moments, I guess. Like a week. No, I know they you, say you can go okay, back a week in you, time. You experience everything <clears throat> with the same amount of time. So if you go forwards 10 days, you experience every single one of those 10 days. If you go yeah. backwards 10 days, you experience those 10 days backwards. Right, but so you can travel through time. You're yeah, actually traveling. It's not point, just going. But you will you will be de aging as you do that because it, it because you're reversing can you? entropy. They don't really bring it yes. up if you can or not. Yeah, yes, you you de- because that is the whole point of entropy. Because if an explosion this, is going this. back to its moment of 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 creation, Anyways, yeah, so I didn't you like are too. That part. Yeah, yeah, that was confusing. But yeah. that's that's the whole point of like uh, time inversion is you would basically. You could go all the way back. You would be aged all the way back to like until you were five years old. You really know? though, I don't yeah. feel like they ever mention that in the movie. It it is they they mention when you go through time, you're experiencing it through the same amount of time. Really, as I don't recall this at all. Yeah, it's a throwaway happening. line that they say in the movie, and I was like, oh shit, that's very different. That's see, then they should have made a bigger deal of this. I I don't. I'm a. I've studied a lot of film, right? We can yeah. say that. That's a true statement, right? And I've talked to many people, and, and a film should be able to stand on its own, and you shouldn't have to look into what a film means afterwards 
for a film to be to work for you technically for most people at least right right this movie unfortunately requires some legwork at the end which either people are going to do or they're not going to do and i'm not particularly a fan of having to read and find out what i just watched and i feel like this film kind of dives into that a little bit because i was pretty confused still even after the film like i had a lot of questions because either they were potholes or parts that weren't like once again like i don't know is that even the case of how they go back in time they don't really like make a big deal out of it i guess i shouldn't either but it seems like it's a big deal you know but i guess maybe not and i know you brought up like um people had issues with interstellar and inception but i never once had to read anything after that yeah i didn't think the the confusion was the same and you know like it's a two and a half hour film so he tried his best to kind of fit it and we didn't even see like the first i mean we saw a little glimpse in the beginning but we didn't really see the real effects of it being explained until it's not necessary for those films either but there is additional stuff that is optional for you to like look into and stuff things that that i mean all his films you could yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Want to learn more about Batman? Read about Batman. But with, I mean, yeah. With this, this one, I will admit there's there is a lot more. You're right. On yeah, that. this is going to go over most people. I can see most people seeing this movie and not liking this film because it is pretty out there and confusing. I think for the most part, because I talked Mark about it. I, I I like Christopher Nolan, but I think Christopher Nolan has a bit of an ego, and it seems like his films, he's always trying to one up himself every film, yeah. and. It's almost like at this point, maybe the studio needs to step in. But like, hey, Chris, like, this doesn't make a lot of sense, man. I mean, I, I have heard that this uh, film really deserves like a second watching. So I am interested to see your opinion after you go. That see is, it again this yeah, weekend. yes. Uh, I'm seeing it at eleven o'clock tomorrow, so I got to leave here at like nine. So I'll I do you. hear with <laughs> repetitive watching, you catch more things, and it does. That's like, any make, movie though. Like, more sense, yeah, right. But more so with this one. I mean, if it's something's gonna have a complex like. Uh, plot and that's gonna it's the same thing with any like real life problem or situation and really for me it's more like I'm just more intrigued this is this is stupid probably but I'm more just intrigued to see just just to see what it looks supposed to look like because it's <laughs> all shot on the in, screen. It's yeah. the most shot movie in IMAX ever apparently yeah. so most IMAX film used so I was like you know what I'll drive an hour and nine minutes out to some place called El Dorado to go watch this bitch so <laughs> Are you going to El Dorado Hills El Dorado yeah. damn Jesus. Along with the cowboys. But, um, oh. and Janelle was even making, she's like, you're getting anxiety over this. This is so stupid. Like, yesterday, we were supposed to see it yesterday, but then I was like, but why would I see it in Cinemark XD when the real version I want to see is in fucking IMAX, but the only place playing in IMAX is fucking 47 miles away? And then I was like, doing the math, I was like, if I go on the very first showing, there's like, n- nope, there's practically no tickets sold, by the way. I'll be like one of oh, three yeah. people at this point yeah. in the theater. So I was like, fuck it. I'll get done by a good amount of time. I'll be back before anyone knows it, and then I can fucking figure it out. Like, okay, that was yeah, pretty. If, good. Yeah, if you, um, yeah, if you're gonna risk it, it might as well just go IMAX, bro. Sorry, stats and will. No, that's <laughs> all right. I don't know why no, you I see mean, the basic <laughs> shit. Marco's like, what a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, I am still in Missouri, guys, so you know, there's. He's like, bars are open here, blood. I'm looking I mean, out the window. Kids are I playing mean, together <laughs> and shit, playing hopscotch. <laughs> and the bills like they don't know what the fuck IMAX is out here, bro. He's like, Seriously, sometimes yeah. people It's know. not as big of a thing here, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I do want to bring up something, though, that I did like. I love the acting, though. The acting was great. Yeah. You, you know, John David Washington, and I've, we've been watching... Don't get me wrong, though. Don, now, John but... David Washington kind of has the same... He's very much like his dad, but kind of has the same 
character arc. Hey, don't typecast type. him yet. Okay, yeah. he's still young. Kind of the same kind of, character. Kind of. I mean, not really, dude. If I mean, he it's very much different than who he was in Ballers, but um, on HBO. I was thinking Black Klansman, but I mean, I just like that the role that he was in was a role where it's like you know it's he just, didn't have to have him in there. It could have been anybody, but the fact that have. he put him in there and he made it his still kind of made it his own. The, I, the only I like issue that. I have though with that once again is I couldn't connect with any character. Well, uh, I mean, like his maybe, name is the protagonist. They're like he has no backstory for us. Right. Maybe Cat. Cat has like the biggest character arc to herself, where she has a bit yeah. of a sob story with her son. And yeah, she she's supposed Andre. to be the character that the audience connects to. She's supposed to be like the the. But one even that we she didn't... made a lot of stupid moves where I was just getting pissed. Like at the end, to to him. a point, like, to okay. a point. But if you if you, I watch can't believe the you movie, didn't have an issue with that, Margo. I did at first, up until I realized that she's the she's the same woman that dies at the end, like the the one that jumps off the boat. And yeah, so water, and yeah. so that and so she was spoke like the thing with the time aversion is everything has to play out the way it does. So she has to make those stupid decisions in order for her future self to be successful. If that makes sense. Yeah, I the the present the present the past and the future pretty much all work in unison together. Like it, it's uh, again kind of like the same like, thing with with arrival. Everything has already happened, and you can only like repeat and reverse everything so she exactly has to do so that. it doesn't matter what they do guys it's already figured out kind yeah, of when, God when they go through the grandfather kind clause to be like yeah but they just don't care about that and i was like well that's fucking stupid because what if, about if you uh, try sorry. to interrupt the flow of things then that's and that's what fucking sador try to do that's what causes time to collapse in on yeah other. Sp- speaking sense. of sador uh and maybe Brano, right at, well, I mean, you know he's trying to pay ukrainian but what did you guys think about his motivation of like, if if I can't have it, not or the if strongest, I can't have it, nobody, yeah, because I looked at that as like you're gonna end of all of I like, I know no, he's like a, it's, he I'm, he definitely chews up the whole James Bond villain like character yeah. in this one, and like I can tell he probably had a lot of fun doing this. It's Kenneth Branagh. He's I mean, incredibly you definitely enjoyed it. Director if you too, if so. you look at it through the lens that this is like technically an espionage movie, a spy movie. Yeah. Only it's it's gone through like a different sci-fi twist to it. It works because every to a point though. Dude, but there you every, go. James Bond villain like a James Bond villain. Every James Bond villain has a stupid fucking motivation. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but, but the whole movie corresponds and is in that tone. This movie yeah. is way beyond that fucking tone. Mm. No, that's too, why. Kind of. I mean, Inception is basically a time heist. That's what it is. It's a time heist. Well, yeah, yeah, but I felt there was yeah, more. Uh, point, there so was this more, one uh, gravitas to the villain, here. technically, than right. anything else. Because this yeah. one is technically a spy movie. No, that and that's why it, this is kind of a cop out too. But I'll give it to the movie. That's why nobody, we don't really know anything about anybody except Elizabeth Debicki because in the Tenant organization, they even mentioned you can't know anything about anyone because yeah, you become but- compromised. In they order to like a rule, movie, though. I feel like you gotta connect to someone. And I didn't connect to Cat. I didn't connect to the protagonist. I thought Neil was cool, just because you know it's fucking Batman now. So, our Batman's character was pretty, and he pretty had a cool. pretty cool and arc. If you think about it, he his was knew... cool. His was cool. He knew yeah. he was gonna die, and then his whole you're setup technically with him was seeing cool. him at the end, where you're seeing uh, the protagonist, protagonist at the beginning, the beginning of the story. Then it breaks. Yeah. 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 I, I did like that cool. part, which is yeah. cool. But I, I noticed the thing at the end. But once again, and the, the cuts fact were that quick. the whole time he was inversed and the protagonist wasn't, yeah. and it's, it's it the yin and yang to it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. But, I liked but it. yeah, that's why that's why everyone is is pretty much compartmentalized. Where you get the the old guy at the beginning that 
recruits the protagonist and then he goes to the scientist that explains time inversion and then he goes and meets Neil. it's just that very that, much that whole beginning movie. part it just i didn't like that they it's just so much i'm like i don't even still know who the fuck the protagonist is at this point i'm like i don't know who he's worked for i don't know who the fuck these people are why is he even looking into this he and just it's kind of like for, just roll with it yeah he just works for tenant which is just the organization that protects who did he work before tenant when he CIA. was doing the he was cia thing. before he was cia okay yeah, that's why that he was makes sense, then. do that suicide yeah. capsule. That makes sense. They yeah. they make a mention because of saying that you know he uh, the throwaway line about him saying CIA and recruits him or something. <laughs> Not a throwaway one. Which yeah, okay. yeah, there were a lot of those. Yeah. Okay. That which tenant, by the way, translates in Latin to holds, which indicates that they're the ones that um, their role is to maintain the world and hold it together. That's I what just the word tenet. ten just back to back. Uh yeah, and just like at the end, it's a ten minute operation, ten moving mm-hmm. forwards and ten moving backwards. Yep. I mean, yeah, that makes that fun. whole Seder Square. Everybody's name. I mean, you've yeah. got Seder, you've got um, the uh, air store or whatever it is. The the word. Um, there's an opera at the company. beginning. There's an opera. Cat acts his name uh, Aparo, which is yeah. also one of the a words. Repo. That's the word. I was yeah, Repo. Word, and then uh, Rotas was. Um, the name of the security company mm-hmm. yeah so which is cool you kind of like tied all this in together i mean it, the whole concept is very interesting and i think mm-hmm. he did a decent job at trying to put it to life into the film because i've heard this story yeah. before like you were saying about marco um but i do agree in the parts with james and i don't necessarily think that you have to give full flesh out backstory it's just being able to, to to have some kind of connection to where this is going and you even the relationship even though it was a good relationship between neil and the protagonist you you really didn't feel much like i didn't feel much for the protagonist i should feel more like emotionally involved yeah. with what he's going through even if it wasn't like knowing about his history i should have had some kind of connection to be like this guy's going through a lot of stuff he just mm-hmm. seemed like everything connected for him if he was stumbling or something i would have probably felt a little bit better saying oh he's trying to figure this out and then saw the triumph of him having it all clicked even when there's parts kind of where work. like he gets knocked out he let's always tell marco like it's a jump cut immediately to him in the bed like let's go yeah I was like, damn, I would have liked a little more of a struggle there, but I guess okay. that's that's yeah, I think where it bit. was where you just didn't feel though that he, I mean yeah. he was uh, normal in that sense that you could connect with him while he's trying to become what essentially who created is from what I understand in the story is that he essentially created Tenet. So to get that connection, you you don't see that struggle from the beginning to the end. Yeah, he pretty much connects. Like he's that. struggling to to he's he along with the audience is struggling to get the whole concept of time inversion and stuff. They <laughs> fail the mission. When they're uh, the initial mission tr- or the yeah they failed that's why they invert because they initially failed the mission yeah Sator yeah. is getting away yeah. with everything uh, he shoots uh, Cal with an inverted bullet and then their last ditch effort is to invert and try to see if they can save her and try to stop him because see, but at I that never point, I never failed I still didn't ever get that he had a struggle. right it was hard to get that I don't know maybe also because of the talking especially when they do the backwards talk it took a while but I it was hard for me to kind of understand where that was going for a while it took a minute before i realized oh he gave up the uh part of the algorithm yeah. like that that's a, cool, that took that a, a while pretty unique and I, section that's yeah, when you it realize really cool. how it works but it fine that's when it finally clicked yeah. but i think that they were building towards it and it was hard to understand that um yeah it's, just, it's, just as it was going through so it's it's very it it's very heavy as far as like everything it throws at you and that's that's the one issue that the movie does have is it's it's just a lot going on to kind of like grasp all at once. It's just like, yeah, okay, I'm trying definitely. to keep track of like this whole time version thing, I'm trying to keep track of what the fuck these people are doing. 
And that with like the bad sound editing, you're like, well, what the fuck did he just say? And um, that I think is probably it's it's like number one sin for me is just that. It's like, fuck, Nolan, you had additional time. You've had since July to fix that. He has his own private editing suite at home, by the way, uh, where he finished the movie. And I'm like, you didn't notice that the sound was a little off in those parts? I, I don't think it's off. I think this is intentional. Yeah, I think the same. I think that yeah, is. I think this is how he intended the movie to be. I'm sure it is. Like I, I feel like when you go watch it in IMAX, James, he has it very tailored. All right, to the I'll record systems. it for you. Fine. You know what? <laughs> is that what you're trying to ask? Tailor to the speaker I'll keep it on the phone. Like I'll put it no. in Like, oh, I don't know what's going on. That's just my, this my, this is my friend. I was, this is Bill, my friend. I was, uh, <laughs> I was thinking just now. I was like, I wonder if maybe it's just meant to be watched in IMAX. Yeah, and He's everything is mixed perfect for that. He yeah. he like specifically once again just like Dunkirk made specific rigs just to film certain yeah. scenes in IMAX for instance and I know that probably pisses him off that it's not available like everywhere and he's probably like these fuckers which is why he's like they have to see it and he's like here you go Nabil yeah. risk your life for the shitty version and you're like oh sorry about that big boy but Robert Pattinson actually did a lot of his stunt driving too Kudos yeah to him. he he kind of made everybody do their own stunts as much as possible yeah. so even uh, John David Washington had to do the whole thing himself so. And He's and like, they learned how to it. talk backwards. I yeah, saw, I read that too. Yeah. I uh-huh. was like the Beatles did that once. <laughs> Fun, play, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, Robert Pattinson never uses his real accent in movies because he feels that's like a that's like it's very not cheap. really acting. Then yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Not really acting. Even though he's using an English accent, he decided not to do his London. accent. He did a different one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, dude, that's dedication, dude. I'm like, oh, okay. And if I had a Latin accent, I'd use that same one across the board. I wouldn't change it. I'd be like, no, man, that's that's it. That's me, man. That's me, man. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that, we kind of just talked about the movie for the most part, I guess. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's a, it's <laughs> I, I want to just point out that I did, I, I still enjoyed it overall. I kept thinking about. It. I mean, for fuck's sake, like it, it was eating away at me. I was like, but maybe it's just because like I had a little bit of taste of that fucking movie, and I'm like, now nah, I can just fucking go full force. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I have a problem. <laughs> so, uh, I do want to bring up a quick thing here, though. I did like the action sequences, though. They were cool. The one at the end, I feel like it's going to be better in IMAX, too, though. Yeah. I oh, felt like yeah, me and dude. Marco got the short end of the stick on that one because it sounded like <laughs> shit when we watched it. I was like, man, this is probably And even cool. then for the quality, which, by the way, like the, the quality for Drivens is much better than it was years ago. I mean, it's... I mean, oh, yeah. It's, and actually, I think the sack one was better than the Conquered, but I think also absolutely. we were in a better position. Yeah. Uh, we but- cut- and there was less people too, so I mean, yeah. I that made but but still, it it doesn't compare to an actual full theater uh, like screen where it it's much you know crisper and everything. And even at the drive-in, that that entire action sequence looked just fucking jaw dropping. I was like, that's pretty fucking awesome. And that, I think just that was just the issue with me though was like I kind of agree with him to build. Like I still, even by then, dude, I still was a little confused on how this shit worked. Yeah. With inversion and them going backwards and them going forward and then sometimes seeing each other, but then it's flipping back. But I think once again, if I watch it twice, I'll be like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." Yeah, it's it, one of those it, movies. That it's like, okay, so yeah, because everything I was reading and watching just kept saying like, "You got to watch it like at least another time, like at least maybe one or two more times, and you'll like, you'll pick up everything life. and see everything." Like how like during that last mission at the end, the the big action set piece like it's crazy because when they're the briefing like that's technically the end for like the inverted team yeah for the and the beginning for like the 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 red team and that's why the the blue team had to stay in the containers because they couldn't spoil what happened to the people who hadn't experienced the mission yet that's crazy to me 
It's kind of funny. I'd be like, yeah. just tell us, bro. Fucking spoiler that shit, man. Well, yeah, because I mean, if someone didn't make it, they'd be like, fuck, I gotta save that guy. Which, again, I do admit, that Can part still... isn't really explained. No, Can they like, change what's stopping things? For little no, things, I mean, because the way he said he... it. Oh, go ahead, Nabil. You're talking no, about the, the way... end, right? Yeah, well, so the protagonist is talking about going into. Uh, the inverted time zone. He was going to invert himself, remember? And mm-hmm. that's when the whole car chase thing happens. And they were asking him, or he was at, he was asking about, like, if he could do something, would it, could I change something if I knew about it ahead of time? Because he was also going to try to stop his that lady from telling him something. And they all were telling him, like, if it's already happened, so whatever you try to do, it's already been changed, mm-hmm. and you can't necessarily yeah. change it. So yeah. they kind of tried to reiterate and re, re, uh, restate that no matter what you think you're doing to change... It's already happened and you can't change it because something else led to it. Hmm. Correct. All you can do is kind of, I guess, leave clues for your past or present self because that's how Sator got rich, basically. Yeah, but that's that's also, again, what was supposed to happen, which is weird. Well, Sator finds the nuke that has the plans for all this shit, right? And he finds that that was sent. He he sent it there through inversion to himself. To himself? Yep. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Is that what it is? Yeah. Really? He sent yeah, it to himself through version, yeah, and those instructions are to himself as to what I thought to it do was just one of the areas where they account. hit it and he just came across it, and that's how this whole mm-hmm. thing started. No, it's the one that he acquired that he sent back. But I think that he sent it back in pieces because or... if you're inverting it, it's going to revert back to it being disassembled, I'm assuming. No, I think but, they said that it was hidden. Pieces were hidden, and his whole point was his yeah, whole was life when nine, he was trying to find nine all pieces, pieces total, and, and he, he had, had eight, of found them. eight of them. Yeah, he needed one more. Once again, the, uh, yes, it, yes, the algorithm thing is added up, and that is so like you. We can talk about that for another forty-five minutes. It, that seems very tacked on to me. That the, whole concept. The, the algorithm is what allows the inversion. A uh, maybe. I no, don't even know if they. I don't even know if is. they explained it though. What is that? Another throwaway line. It's okay because there's an there's a math equation to figure out like how to do things like Everything, how to create yes. nuclear power, how to you know engineer such and such and stuff. That is the uh, equation in order to build the inversion machine. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's I, what they they bring that yeah. up. That's that's kind of what they yeah. were saying, James. Because in the sense the, that the person who created it. Um, uh, committed suicide they basically killed themselves after they hit all nine pieces yeah. so because to try to prevent anybody from finding it and you know doing something wrong in the past and then somehow yes. i guess Seder found out about it or somebody from the future that was and that's thing. how he's able to build it in like the present and in the past and everything because he has those that and the um equation and everything the algorithm it also it's also how it also explains how to how to manipulate it to uh, collapse time in on itself, just like like I was telling you, it's like the Dark Knight Rises is when he turned the fucking thing into a bomb. You know what I mean? That was for it's, the water, it's, It tells him how to do that, how to create in time, make time inversion a weapon to um, collapse time in on itself. Yeah, but that was Ra's al Ghul's daughter, bro. <laughs> yeah. Shit. But right, um, okay, let's let's uh, let's wrap this one up, guys. So um, we've already heard our thoughts. So would you guys? Who would you guys recommend these two then specifically, or would you recommend it, Nabil? 
would I recommend going to see it in the theater? Yes, in in a bigger screen. You you really want to just get immersed um, in the whole thing for sure. We get so. okay. I'll I'll periscope it tomorrow <laughs> for you. Fucking Bill, I get it. Fuck. <laughs> um, He's like, make sure you shoot 4K, bro. <laughs> I think the film is a bit high concept, and for a lot of people that's trying to go see a film, it may be difficult to to watch it and understand it in the theater without multiple viewings. I honestly think, even though you're not going to be able to see it the way it probably needs to be seen, that you're okay waiting to watch it at home. I do think it's worth the watch in general, but you're going to need a couple of viewings, and you might be okay just trying to enjoy it, enjoy yeah. trying to figure it out at home. Uh, Marco, I'm assuming you would recommend people check it out. I would if recommend possible, it obviously. if you're like a diehard Nolan fan, uh, or... If you don't mind coming out not fully understanding everything right at first, like Nabil was saying, like maybe it would be a better experience at home with subtitles on, so that way you can kind of read along, especially with the parts that are kind of hard to hear. Uh, it, it, it's it's up to you. If you don't really like uh, coming out of a movie, kind of you know, like not really knowing everything, kind of like pondering on it, like for a few days. Then it's it's probably not for you. Um, I'd say maybe not for every casual viewer. It's probably not for them. Because I mean, I I have heard a lot of hate for for the movie with everything we just pointed out, all the flaws. They, they're a big deal for for some casual viewers. Um, but I mean, um, specifically if you've ever seen like the indie film Primer, you'd probably really like Tenet. What about you, James? Um, I'd recommend waiting on this one for most people. I mean, but if you're listening to this podcast, you've already watched it. So yeah, mm-hmm. this part is kind of stupid unless you're one of those people who just <laughs> likes to hear a voice. I don't think, I think a majority of people will not like this movie. Um, so I would say if you're a big Nolan fan, check it out. Most people, you can wait, watch it when it, I mean, it's nice. Most people have cool TVs now. Check it out like when it comes out on Blu-ray or 4k or whatever in December, probably. Or if you're really bored, I mean, what else are you going to watch right now? It's the first blockbuster to be released in major theaters. Yeah. <laughs> since since well, what, March? Don't risk your life. For Tenet, I think it's a specific type. This I haven't been this confused since watching Mother, uh, Darren Aronofsky film. So if you've ever seen that movie and you've ever walked out from that feeling, then you know. So that would yeah. be the one where you can probably judge it that way and figure it out. Do it for yourself. But I still need to finish um, that one. Uh, you're talking about high concept, bro. Oof. Man, that one's rough. And I like Aronofsky, but he also has a bit of an ego. Uh, so how do you guys think this compares to Nolan's other films for the most part? Just like what are your guys' top three Nolan films? Just something a little fun here. Added just because we kind of did it for Mulan, too. I like that. With the what do you, where, where are we at here, you know? Start with you, Marco. Ooh, All three Batman's cool. Uh, Nabil, what about you, bro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's up? Man, but this one probably hasn't made it to the top three yet because it's it's still new. I'm still simmering on it. Mm-hmm. I really like it a lot. It almost made it. But I would say Interstellar, Inception, and The Prestige. Though The oh. Prestige and Dunkirk can probably go, can intertwine each other. Wait, wait you said Interstellar. What was the second one? Uh, Interstellar, Inception, and The Prestige. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Nabil? No, well, mine is completely different then. I mean, as far as this film's concerned, I'd probably, it's not my top five of Nolan films. It'd be in the bottom five. But my favorite ones would be The Dark Knight, Inception, and Memento. Solid ones. Yeah, solid ones. Uh, mine's definitely Dark Knight. I mean, that's, I feel like Dark Knight's his masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight, Inception, 
And um, truthfully, I really like Interstellar because I just rewatched it again. But Dunkirk is Great. so good too, man. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of a tie between those three. Um, it's probably Interstellar just because that crying scene with McConaughey. It's just like, oh. I, I like mean, if that. we're talking about fucking the best Batman movie, I'll say The Dark Knight, hands down, bro. Well, Same. I just said Nolan films, bro. <laughs> Nolan films. I mean, dude, every, I knew everybody's going to pick The Dark Knight. Uh, you didn't there, like so. uh, Batman v Superman? Down to Justice. He's like, I really fuck fucking like that one, bro. Fucking hook. Hey, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. Fuck yeah, I fucking love that movie. Oh, no, we know you like that movie, bro. We know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I really, uh, The Dark Knight, I think that's arguably like his most complete film. So, And I mean, it, it, looking at the ratings, I guess that's his highest rated one too. Shit. I didn't even know that. It's yeah. a really good movie. Yeah. I mean, I love The Prestige too, man. But Prestige is a really good film. That truthfully, The Prestige really after like, th- I've seen it three or four times though. It's just after you know the twist, it's like, okay, you know? I have a soft spot for the movie. And I, I like the the whole thing and how he, the, the real magic is like through like the, like science and stuff. Like, yeah, everything yeah. is just like through like magic tricks and stuff like that. But he uses yeah. like science in order to make like a real trick, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. So. Yeah, that's a good one. And then real truthfully, cool very underrated Insomnia. It's just a remake, but if you've never seen that one, that one's really good with the uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams. So. That one is really good. A little long, but good. Yeah, but the original is really long too, and that one has Alan Skarsgård in it too. I think. Um, yeah. it, it, once again, one? it's one of those films that's like a, uh, it's a, it's almost shot for shot the same movie though. So if you're not into that kind of shit, like, then you're not going to quite like it. But I, th- I think the concept's really good too. But like, I know overall, I'm going to get shit for not mentioning Nolan The Dark Knight, lot, but so. hey, you know what? <laughs> I actually, it's okay, bro. Fact, we like Batman more than you. It's fine. <laughs> I actually watch The Dark Knight at least once a month. Fun but fact. it's not on your top, Nolan. It's fine, bro. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Following, so that's the only one I haven't seen. I haven't seen that either. It's been on my goddamn Netflix queue for fucking six, seven years. I'll get to it eventually, goddammit. So, truthfully, that one was never in contention, but everything else I've seen, so. Okay, so that is it. That's our bonus episode. That's it. See? Look at that. Nice and easy. Uh, Tenet. So, you know, hey, I'm not going to say any more about it. It's one of those movies. Either you've seen it or not. So, by the way, once again, if you got this far, I'm assuming you have seen it. But if not... We or just, maybe you're we appreciate, to... we appreciate the number count on her <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> yes, Thank we you so do. Much. Maybe and you're trying to decide if you're going to go see it or not, and maybe you, you don't give a shit about spoilers, and you're some like, people well, don't. I guess I'm going to see it. Maybe this yeah, helped right? you out a little bit. We don't know, or maybe you watched it after, and you're even more confused. I don't know. It might have been either one. <laughs> you're like, man, those guys confused me, and now I don't know what the fuck's going on. Someone's like, man, I thought it was about magic and some shit. What's going on, baby? <laughs> Someone said Batman's in it. I, I heard it well, takes place. Technically, yeah, Robert Panson is in it now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for the feedback, response, and reviews. Uh, I know we don't do too many of these bonus ones, but this was kind of a spur of the moment. And um, if you listened, we appreciate it. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Uh, I would say it backwards, but um, hey, but dude, I, <laughs> I really don't know how to speak backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not. I am not that committed. But check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher. Look at all that. We're on all those platforms, guys. We're literally on everyone. There's not a single one here. So. Yeah. See? So no, There's no excuse. Hit that subscribe button, and you will never miss an episode. And like James was saying, uh, like us share us um 
If you're not following us yet, follow us. And also, please rate us. Again, I know we're saying it like a million times, but we're really trying to bump that 4.5 stars back up to 5. So, again, I'll make it really easy Love for us. you. <laughs> just just say yay or nay. <laughs> yay or nay, but still give us 5 stars. Just do it. Thank you, guys. And we will... Um, I mean, I guess because it's a bonus episode, so we are in between episodes 81 and 82 at this point. So we will talk to you soon. Uh, until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one. Thank you.